Our City Radio. Delano's Top of the Week. We're back in the studio for another Delano Top of the Week. And Cordula Schnur is with me this morning. Good morning, Cordula. Morning, how are you, Tom? I'm good, thanks. Welcome back to the studio. Today we're going to be talking about uh, a so-called orientation debate about citizens' participation in political decision-making in Luxembourg. Let's start off with uh, what is an orientation debate? So there are different kinds of debates in Parliament. Mm -hmm. And uh, for an orientation debate, uh, five... uh, five MPs must uh, sort of get together to propose uh, a debate on a specific topic that must be of general interest so it can't be a super niche thing and uh, every party in parliament uh, then gets a chance to you know speak on the topic um, there can then be follow-up discussions in the chamber's different committees so it's really an opportunity um, for the different parties in parliament to um, present their opinions ideas um, and uh, kick off a discussion that will then hopefully uh, continue in future. And this week they're going to be talking about citizens' participation in the political decision-making um, process. What are they going to be um, discussing? So François Benoit from the Green Party, he um, uh, requested this debate. And um, he is a obviously is a member of parliament. He's also running for mayor in Luxembourg City. Um, and so the debate is tomorrow afternoon. We don't really know yet what he has uh, <laughs> On his mind, okay. um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. But uh, there's, there's, uh, this has been a discussion that's been going on for quite a long time. Obviously, because Luxembourg also has a large foreign population who are more limited in the ways in which they can get involved. Um, so that will be some of it. But then also um, looking at ways to make uh, Parliament more inclusive um, and and get more people involved in in politics. And and what opportunities are there? currently for people to get involved in politics in Luxembourg and in the political decision-making process? So one mechanism uh, that Parliament has been pushing really is uh, public petitions. Um, So anyone aged 15 or over with a Luxembourg social security number can submit or sign a petition. Um, The petitions that are submitted are assessed by a committee in Parliament. um, And for example, they will exclude documents that promote hate speech or um, anything that would break other laws. But generally, there's, there's quite a long list of petitions that are open for signature and um, so I mean, at the moment it includes anything from improving uh, public transport links to the University of Luxembourg's campus a complete smoking ban in public spaces um, but also making Valentine's Day a public holiday right. <laughs> so um, yeah and we, we actually had a listener in um, last week, Alina was, uh, was on the show representing a petition that was calling for single parents um, that are just been through divorce to remain in the same tax brackets as married parent parents um, and shortly after she came on the show we actually learned that she had received um, the amount of signatures that she needed for the petition to be discussed in parliament so what's the process how many signatures does a petition need to be discussed and then what happens after it reaches that mark so you need 4500 uh, signatures mm-hmm. um, and once you get to that threshold the petition must then be debated in parliament um, so they will set a date within a certain time frame um, after the petition closes um, and that will be with um, members of parliament who are in sort of the the committees that are relevant to the topic but then also um, government ministers who work in the ministries that are responsible for this so for example for this tax thing probably it's going to be the finance minister minister um and yeah but really we've seen relatively few concrete measures come out of these debates Mm. um 
So for the most part, what we've seen is that um, sort of MPs then say, you know, they'll take they take certain things back into committee to discuss it further. Um, but for example, there have been a couple of petitions uh, that were very successful in making tap water free of charge in restaurants across the country. And um, the government has responded to this with um, sort of like a scheme helping uh, provide companies with like water jugs and this kind of thing um, and sort of asking them to to either charge a lower price or make it available for free but they hesitated to make this an obligation mm -hmm. for restaurants so yeah we've seen we've seen very little sort of properly concrete stuff come out of this okay are there other ways that people can get involved in political decision making here in Luxembourg apart from petitions so the government has kind of trialed um, a few initiatives. Uh, they've done uh, citizens' councils for a few topics. Um, so a group of people was involved in the Luxembourg in Transition project that aimed to redefine um, spatial planning in Luxembourg and how the land is used to develop um, the country and but making it more climate-friendly and sustainable. So there were 30 citizens and five cross-border workers um, involved in that process. Um, there was also the Citizens Climate Council, which was founded uh, last year and um, submitted a series of recommendations to policymakers to protect the climate. Um, and that was uh, made up of 100 different people. Um, and those also include foreigners. Um, so that was one way also for foreigners to, to get involved. Um, but in eastern Belgium, for example, um, there is a permanent citizens council um, that represents the population, sort of in terms of age, gender, etc. It also includes non-nationals. And that really forms a firm institutional pillar um, together with parliament and the executive. Um, so that's something you know that could potentially also be a way forward for Luxembourg we'll mm -hmm. see we'll see what parties kind of say about that tomorrow um and then i mean you have other countries you know for example in switzerland you have loads of referendums on almost everything because that's just sort of their political decision making process and luxembourg they're fairly rare um so there are still other ways you know to discuss getting citizens involved and and opening up more ways especially for non-nationals as we know we've got elections coming up in luxembourg this year both local and national elections um foreigners can vote for their local elections in luxembourg but not the national elections is that right exactly so um in the local elections foreigners can vote they can also run for office um and for the first time this year they scrapped the five-year residency requirement so essentially as soon as you come into the country you, re you register um and you can you can vote for your your local representatives but yeah um yeah. And, and a lot of political parties have international sections mm -hmm. um, where, where foreigners can get involved and get active. But obviously, you know, they, they cannot vote for members of parliament. Um, and they're also excluded from um, a number of different other things. So, for example, the referendum on foreigner voting rights was only that was in 2015. That was only open to voters mm -hmm. who aren't foreigners. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's also in the constitution, there's a new mechanism. Um, that allows, uh, so if you get together 125 people um, who are voters, so they must be Luxembourgers, they can put forward a draft law. And if they get the support of 12,500 other voters, um, it kind of has to go to Parliament. Um, but again, that's really, that's only something that's, um, that's open for voters, so Luxembourg nationals. So it'll be interesting to kind of see what, what proposals they come up with and um, what what the how the different parties position themselves, especially as we have elections elections coming up, coming up both in June and then in October. Mm -hmm. 
And so that the debate's happening this week. So That's happening uh, tomorrow afternoon. Okay. So, and I'm sure that will be something that people will. I'm sure we'll be reporting about it in the news, but also people can keep track of over on the Delano website. Indeed. Excellent. I'm uh, going to play a track now, and then when we come back, we'll look at some events that you've uh, picked up for people to check out this week in Luxembourg. That's Hachi with her new track, Rooftops, on RS City Radio, where we are back in the studio with Cordula from Delano. And uh, for Delano's Top of the Week, right now we're going to look at some events that she's picked up for listeners to check out in Luxembourg this week. What have we got first, Cordula? So the first one isn't technically an event, uh, but from today, so 20th of March, um, you can get the virtual reality pavilion headsets to go from Nymenster. So during the Luxembourg City Film Festival, they had this virtual reality pavilion where you could uh, go and watch uh, different movies, fiction, non-fiction, with using virtual reality headsets. And um, the pavilion itself is now closed, but you can um, rent the headsets, take them home, uh, watch the movies in the in the comfort of your own home, okay. and then take them back. And that's uh, available until the 30th of June. All right, excellent. That sounds like fun. Um, what next? On Wednesday, so the 22nd of March at 8 o'clock, um, Lakeisha Benjamin is playing at Optaschmelz in Dudelange. She is a US uh, saxophonist who combines kind of jazz with hip hop and soul influences. Um, she was voted Up and Coming Artist of the Year by the Jazz Journalists Association in 2020, and she released her fourth studio album in January. So you can get tickets and everything up opdashmelts.lu. Excellent. And then a final event um, that you've chosen for people, a concert at the Philharmonie. Yeah, so it's it's two events technically, but they're both um, related to um, the uh, Kazakh Association in mm-hmm. Luxembourg. So there is a concert at the Philharmonie on the 22nd of March called Welcome Spring. Uh, which features uh, artists and musicians from uh, Kazakhstan. And then there is a second event on the 24th of March uh, called The Roots, which is hosted at the University of Luxembourg campus in Kirchberg. Um, and there's more music also, but they also have uh, like a talk about uh, Kazakh culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's a whole afternoon of, of events. And this is all around um, the celebration of uh, Nowruz, which is the the, sp- the, celeb- the spring festival that they um, celebrate in Kazakhstan. Exactly, yeah. yeah, we, we had... Um, Nurgul Tersinova from the Kazakhstan Luxembourg Corporation SBL who are organizing these events in on the show last week. So it sounds like a, a really interesting ancient festival. Um, so yeah, that would be an interesting one to check out if you're a fan of traditional music. Um, great. And finally, we end things with a, a personal pick from you. And you have a book for us. Yeah, again. What, what a surprise. <laughs> your, your reading list, uh, the size of your reading list really <laughs> impresses me, Cordula. <laughs> um, so the book tip this week is called In Defense of Witches, which is by uh, Mona Cholet. She is a Swiss journalist. So the book is originally in French. If you read French, you can find the original. Um, and it draws a parallel between the witch hunts of the 15th to 18th centuries and uh, the discrimination and misogyny directed at women today. Um, and especially women who kind of earn their own money, who choose not to have children, um, also older women. And um, she kind of argues that this is also what characterized women who were persecuted as witches because um, mm-hmm. they would usually uh, be midwives or um, healers or something. So they would earn their own money. They were often childless <laughs> and also often older. Um, so it's an interesting read and food for thought about uh, gender relations and kind of the different pressures that are still um, on women in today's society. Okay, excellent. We'll include uh, a link to the book on the recording of this, which is going up on our website uh, and out in your newsletter shortly uh, later on in the day. Indeed. <laughs> excellent. Uh, Cordula, we'll have you or one of your colleagues in for another Delano uh, next time. Thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you, Tom.